Welcome to the Unitarian Universalist Church of Kent. We gather as a diverse and inclusive spiritual community, seeking to inspire love, work for justice, and grow together in community. Whoever you are, we welcome you. Wherever you come from this morning, be welcome. Know that whomever you love, you are welcome here. May this house be a place where you can be your fullest and most authentic self. Having been bullied throughout middle and high school, I spent many years of my young life trying desperately to fit in and not be noticed. I wore the clothes that were in, styled my hair the way the popular girls did, and I hid from everyone all of those things I was passionate about because they were considered uncool. I even picked on the kids less popular than me to keep myself from sinking lower in social ranking, despite the fact that one of my best friends was even more bullied than me. None of us stood up for each other, even while a person standing next to us, whether friend or acquaintance, was being threatened. College, though, was my chance to start over in a completely new town with a different group of people without the stigma of being the bullied kid. Around the second quarter, when I was starting to feel more comfortable with myself, I adopted the nickname of Mars Girl and told my friends that I was from Mars, my favorite planet in the solar system. Looking back, I realized that I took on this moniker to separate the old, timid Heidi from the braver, bolder version of myself that I wanted to be. I stand up to bullies now, remembering vividly how much it hurts to be alone and powerless in a crowd of people who support an oppressor through non-action. I won't pretend it's easy to oppose a bully. It isn't. But I've been surprised how many people will raise their voices when one person stands or one person finds the strength to take a stand. I refuse to be the wallflower I once was. I'd rather be a leader. As we begin today's service, I ask you to think about any transitions you've gone through from one phase of being to another. How did you get through it? Did you give it a new name like I did to help you find strength? Come, let us worship together and continue to reflect on integrity. 
We join Unitarian Universalists across the country in lighting a chalice, a symbol of sanctuary and safety, a sign of life's beauty and wonder, a symbol of peace and hope, an invitation to continue our ongoing search for the light of truth within and among us. Our chalice lighter this morning is Coleman. I want to invite the young and the young at heart to, to come up front and join us for a very special ceremony this morning. Come on up if you, if you would like. So who can tell me what our first Unitarian Universalist principle is? Anybody? Wow, okay. All right, Braylon. No, that's seven. That's seven. Number seven. Yeah. Hey. All right, Silas? Yeah, right. It's the inherent worth and dignity of every person. That means we respect every person just for who they are. So we're also a welcoming congregation. That means we are committed to the work of creating this safe, sacred space where every person, including gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, and queer people are truly welcome, included and affirmed because they're a blessing to us and to the world. As we reflect on the theme of integrity today, we have the opportunity to practice being truly welcoming by witnessing as one in our midst asks us to affirm and bless who they are. So now in front of this congregation, I ask you, what name do you claim as your own? Kevin. <laughs> what full name do you claim as your own, Kevin? Kevin James Breeden. Would you read for us these words you wrote? Let us offer thanks for the interconnected web of life of which we are a part and the inherent dignity and worth of every person. Every one of us in this room has ancestors in our family trees who would today be considered LGBTQ. Although the sickness and systemic violence of colonization has erased them from our memory, we stand on their shoulders. And despite inheriting this legacy of shame, Today we celebrate the divine feminine, the divine masculine, and the divine androgyny, and we recommit ourselves to the work of liberation. Today we bless your name, Kevin, but we know you did not just start this journey recently. You have been walking it your whole life. You first used words to declare who you truly are before you were four. You publicly adopted the name Kevin more than three years ago and you returned to us as Kevin a year ago this month. You've been called to be true to your inner self. You have taken the brave step to renew yourself so that you can be wholly who you are. You have chosen to recognize this transformation as a holy moment to be shared with this community. This name symbolizes all that you truly are and are becoming. May this name continue to be a source of joy to you May your path into manhood continue to be happy and healthy. I now invite you to write your name in the membership. When we welcome a new member to this congregation, we give them a yellow rose as a symbol of friendship and welcome. In that spirit, I offer you this rose with thorns as a symbol of friendship and welcome and to remind you of both the beauty and the struggle of life. Would the congregation please join us in the words of affirmation and reaffirmation that are in your order of service? We see, see you and, and recognize, recognize you as Kevin. Kevin. 
we reaffirm your place of belonging here among us. We give thanks for the gifts you bring to the world and the resilient spirit which brought you to this day. And we give thanks for the inner spark in all of us that nudges us to live with integrity. Kevin, this is a blessing box from the congregation. It is plain so that you as an artist may decorate it and make it truly yours as you have with your name. Congregation is joyfully invited to write words of blessing and affirmation for Kevin. The box will be downstairs after the service along with slips of paper. I'd like to conclude our ceremony with this blessing. Spirit that is infinite love and infinite diversity, we give thanks for the resilient spirit that brought Kevin to this day. May that brave spirit be strong all the days of his life. Bless him and keep him safe from harm. We give thanks for the ever-renewing spirit of love that opens us all to new understandings, to new possibilities. We give thanks for the grace that enables us to be uncomfortable and to grow together and still to be loved. We give thanks for the inner spark in all of us that nudges us to live with more integrity, showing the truth of our lives. And so it is. And amen. Amen. Bravo. Trusting that you are held in tenderness and care by each other and by life itself. Let's take some silence now to meditate or to reflect, to pray or to listen for the still, small voice within, to discern how the spirit of life calls you to live more fully or to just breathe and be. Let's enter silence. Walking through 
Become Myself by May Sarton. Now I become myself. It's taken time, many years and places. I have been dissolved and shaken, worn other people's faces. Run madly as if time were there, terribly old, crying, a warning. Hurry, you will be dead before, what? Before you reach the morning? Or the end of the poem is clear? or love safe in the walled city. Now to, st- now to stand still, to be here, feel my own weight and density. The black shadow on the paper is my hand, the shadow of a word. As thought shapes the shaper, falls heavy on the page, is heard. All fuses now, falls into place, from wish to action, word to silence, my work, my love, my time, my face, gathered into one intense gesture gesture of growing like a plant. As slowly as the ripening fruit, fertile, detached, and always spent, falls but does not exhaust the root, so all the poem is, can give, grows in me to become the song, made so and rooted so by love. Now there is time, and time is young. Oh, in this single hour I love all of myself and do not move. I, the pursued, who madly ran, stand still, stand still, and stop the sun. Second reading is Integrity by Rachel Naomi Raymond. We are all more than we know. Wholeness is never lost, it is only forgotten. Integrity rarely means that we need to add something to ourselves. It is more an undoing than a doing, a freeing ourselves from beliefs we have about who we are and ways we have been persuaded to fix ourselves, to know who who we genuinely are. Even after many years of seeing, thinking, and living one way, We are able to reach past all that to claim our integrity and live in a way we may never have expected to live. The third reading is Each of Us Has a Name by Zelda. Each of us has a name given to us by God and given to us by our father and mother. Each of us has a name given to us by our stature and our way of smiling 
and given to us by our clothes. Each of us has a name given to us by the mountains and given to us by our walls. Each of us has a name given to us by the planets and given to us by our neighbors. Each of us has a name given to us by our sins and given to us by our longing. Each of us has a name given to us by our enemies and given to us by our love. Each of us has a name given to us by our fast days and given to us by our craft. Each of us has a name given to us by the seasons of the year and given to us by our blindness. Each of us has a name given to us by the sea and given to us by our death. She's lining the winding road. I got a name. I got a name. Like a singing bird and a croaking toe. I got a name. I got a name. And I carry it with me like my daddy did. But I'm living the dream that he kept here. Moving me down the highway. Rolling me down the highway Moving ahead till I won't pass me by Like the north wind whistling down the sky I got some, I got some Like the wind will and a baby's cry I got some, I got some And I carry with me Sing it loud If it gets me nowhere I'll go there proud Moving me down the highway Holding me down the highway Moving ahead till I won't pass me by I'm gonna go there free Like the fool I am and I'll always be I got dreams I got dreams they can change their minds, but they can't change me. I got a dream. I got a dream. Well, I know I can share it if you want me to. If you go my way, I'll go with you. Moving me down the highway. Moving me down the highway. Moving ahead till I won't pass me by. Are you ready to be yourself? Are you ready to love yourself? Last week we heard from Elaine, Andrew, Randy, and Krishna about their understanding of what it means to live with integrity. We heard about how integrity means making hard choices at moments, about being true to themselves, about the complexities of modern life, and how the word integrity means being whole and undivided. This morning, we are blessed to affirm Kevin as he continues his journey of living with integrity by sharing with us who he truly is and claiming his name. Thank you for that gift, Kevin. I want to share with you part of my journey to live with integrity. In my early 20s, I struggled with my sexuality. Having grown up Catholic, 
I had been taught that any sexuality other than heterosexuality was a mortal sin. I decided to have a talk with my father about my struggles. After telling him I was bisexual and sharing fears about my masculinity, he said two things to me. His first comment blew me away. Stephen, a man is an imperfect woman. Even the strongest man has some feminine qualities. And then he said, you mustn't tell your mother what you've told me, she'd never understand. (laughs) Fast forward 10, 12 years, in my mid-30s, after years of lies, hiding who I am from my family and friends, being dishonest with myself, facing my fears about rejection, and some therapy to sort things out, I chose to come out in a blaze of glory as a gay man. When I told my mother, all she said was, really? There was a very long pause. And then she said, Stephen, you mustn't tell your father. He'd never understand. (laughs) Dad had kept my secret well. But I always wondered at what cost to his integrity and his relationship with my mother. After we talked for a while, Mom said, I suppose you aren't going to give me any grandkids either. Sorry, Mom. It took time, but my family gradually accepted me, and eventually I brought my first partner to family events where he was welcomed and accepted. Mom now has 11 grandchildren she adores, for which I am quite quite grateful to my siblings. (laughs) Mom and I also have a close and honest relationship. It's meaningful because I took the risk to reveal who I really am. May Sartner wrote, now I become myself. It's taken time, many years and places. I have been dissolved and shaken, worn other people's faces. I've worn other people's faces. I've told myself false stories about who the world, my family and friends all expect me to be. I still do at times when I don't trust the world or struggle with feeling adequate or feel threatened by change or loss of control. Have you worn other people's faces? Are you still wearing those faces, being who others expect you to be or who you believe they expect you to be? Do you ever feel as though you are not enough just as you are? In the silence of your heart, it's okay to answer yes to these questions because from the moment we're born, there are expectations placed on us about who we need to be in order to conform, to belong, to succeed, or to just be loved. The danger of these expectations is that in trying to meet them constantly, we can forget who we truly are. We can feel as if we've lost ourselves. There's a blog post titled On the Art of Finding Yourself in which Melly O'Brien writes, People often say to me some version of the story that they have not found themselves yet. They are looking for their true self. They say they are seeking and striving to find and be who they really are. They say they're not there yet, unfulfilled, missing something. But intuitively, she says, I believe many of us already know but easily forget what is beautifully summed up in these words by Emily McDowell. Finding yourself is not really how it works. You aren't a $10 bill in last winter's coat pocket. 
you are also not lost. Your true self is right here, buried under cultural conditioning, other people's opinions, and inaccurate conclusions you drew as a kid that became your beliefs about who you are. Finding yourself, Melly says, is actually returning to yourself, an unlearning, an excavation, a remembering who you were before the world got its hands on you. In the second reading, Rachel Naomi Remen tells us that integrity is more of an undoing, freeing ourselves by letting go so that we can be our genuine selves. What will we discover if we do the work of returning to ourselves, of remembering who we were before the world and its expectations got its hands on us? Who will we see if we look inside past the beliefs and the stories we have about ourselves? We may be afraid of what we find, but wholeness is not about perfection. The author and teacher Parker Palmer wrote a book titled A Hidden Wholeness, in which he says, wholeness means understanding that we each have both weakness and strength, liability and giftedness, darkness and light. To be whole means to reject none of it, but to embrace all of it. We may also be terrified about showing others who we really are. Palmer goes on to say, afraid that our inner light will be extinguished, or our inner darkness exposed. We hide our true identities from each other. The cost of hiding ourselves is very high, though. Palmer goes on to say that in hiding our true selves, we become separated from our own souls. We end up living divided lives, so far removed from the truth we hold within that we cannot know the integrity that comes from being who you are. He goes on to say that here is the ultimate irony of the divided life. You live behind a wall long enough and the true self you tried to hide from the world disappears from your own view. The wall itself and the world outside it become all that you know. Eventually you even forget that the wall is there and that hidden behind it is someone called you. If we're doing our spiritual work, At some point, something shakes us or wakes us up and we begin the search to rediscover who we are. A therapist once asked me, who are you? I seized the opportunity to demonstrate my self-awareness and to show her that I know myself by listing not only my good qualities, but also naming the shadow side of myself, my struggles and imperfections. Her reply was, I didn't ask you for a list of your values or qualities. And again she asked, who are you? I replied, I'm a minister who has a passion for social justice, for inviting people to lead authentic lives, for building community, for helping people discover their connections with life and with the divine. Getting warmer, she said. (laughs) One more time she asked, who are you, Stephen? There was another one of those long, uncomfortable silences, and I had an aha moment. But before I share the answer, I'll ask you, if, as Naomi Remen invites us to do, we subtract the career and the names you and I have given ourselves, the labels we think to define us, the list of our qualities and our values, the expectations we have for ourselves, and those the world places on us, 
Who are you at your very core? I finally answered the therapist. I am a child of God, with my truest name given to me by God. I am a beloved part of life itself. I have a rightful place in the universe. I am a spiritual being having a human adventure. I have within me a spark of the divine. We all do. Take a moment to take in this reality. We are spiritual beings having a human adventure. Our core wholeness, our truest self, our integrity is that spiritual being within it, within us, a spark of the divine. As Unitarian Universalists, our first principle, the inherent worth and dignity of every person, recognizes this truth and challenges us to do the hard spiritual work of affirming this worth and dignity in every person, including ourselves. If we stop and think about this truth and let it sink into our hearts, how are we changed? How do our priorities change knowing we are whole just as we are? Maybe there's less pressure to keep up with the mythical Joneses who are never satisfied and always wanting more. Maybe we realize that we already have so much to share with the world. Parker Palmer says when we know who we are, we are able to offer our energy, our commitment, and our gifts to the world. In knowing who we are, we are able to make space for others and be open to new ideas and new possibilities. Imagine the possibilities for healing ourselves and our world if rather than dismiss others because their beliefs or politics don't align with ours, we are able to listen with respect and consider what they have to say, making space for that sacred center in which true creativity and change happen. Imagine the potential for deeper relationships and a more fulfilling life because our own integrity is visible and invites others to take the risk of being themselves too. Imagine what this house of memory and hope would be like if we made yet a deeper commitment to make this place a home for integrity and honesty, a safe place where we can truly be ourselves. We would begin to live out Unitarian Universalism's vision of a world that is whole, and where all people can truly be themselves. As with all spiritual growth, the choice is always yours. The invitation to live with integrity always awaits you, as does the possibility of a life more abundant, more joyful, more meaningful, and more fulfilling. And besides, as Oscar Wilde once beautifully quipped, you might as well be yourself. Everyone else is taken. <laughs> I invite us into a few moments of silent reflection. Brandock L. Lovely once said, let there be an offering to sustain and strengthen this place which is sacred to so many of us, a community of memory and hope for which we are now the keepers of the dream. 
This is the dream of this congregation, the UU Church of Kent, and its mission and vision thrive because each of you so generously give of your time, your talents and gifts, and your financial resources. Thank you. In the spirit of gratitude for that gift of one another in this community, and in celebration of the abundance we have, we now give and receive the offering as a sign of our shared commitment to the life and work of this congregation and beyond. Will the ushers please come forward? These are the words of the Reverend Scott Taylor. It doesn't have to end here, you know. You don't have to put that mask back on before you walk out those doors. You don't have to tell them you're fine when you're not. What we experience here doesn't have to end. We can risk being as honest and true as we are within these walls. So let us go and let us be real. And now trusting our inner wholeness and open to the possibility of living lives of greater integrity and wholeness, let us go forth in peace and in joy as we continue inspiring love, seeking justice, and growing together in community. May it be so. Blessed be. Amen and namaste. I see the divine in you.